So, um, with that out of the way, uh, so for those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm Hamish, and... And it is my honour tonight to uh, set us up for the month that we have ahead of us, um, this co-papa of Stories of the Land. So, we spend a bit of time on the why, like why this co-papa is actually important to us, why it's meaningful, um, and then we'll roll into, oh, my notes from three, but um, uh, yes, um, we'll talk about the co-papa, we've got... Um, we've got going on this month because there's a lot of moving parts to it so <laughs> it's probably good if we bundle it all into one all so that we're all on the same page. Um, then a couple of caveats, um, just some things for us to, some postures maybe for us to um, think about as we journey through this month and then um, I'm going to unpack for us a couple of tikanga, um, kind of new tikanga that we're going to integrate into our into our corridor this month when our guest speakers come through. But yes, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, why is the bicultural journey important to Blueprint? Well, I thought I'd start with this, um, this charism, if you can bring it up for us, Flora. This, um, this, this diamond thing. That's, um, it's a model that, uh, that our leadership came up with was it last year. I think it was last year, eh? Um, so this model, uh, we kind of decided was um, what makes Blueprint uh, who it is, who we are as a community. Not only Blueprint, but also our newly named Renew communities that have come out of Blueprint. So the Free Store, uh, our Wild Bay and Brooklyn communities as well. So these are the four things that um, make us who we are. So. But starting point, we're costly community. So, um, costly community, um, this is the belief in our community that um, we journey deep together as a community. Um, you know, it says in John, um, Jesus says to his disciples that, um, that uh, people will know me by the way you love one another. So that's important to us, eh, that we love one another well and that we go deep in relationship together. Um, so that's costly community. Pentecostal spirituality. Um, so this is the, actually no, I'm going to sidestep to missional zeal first. So, um, missional zeal. So this is a big focus of who we are as a community, right? That our faith doesn't just remain in these four walls. Um, that actually we are um, embodying and preaching and proclaiming the good news to the world around us. Um, that's why we, like our chapter houses, for example, are at, are one example of that. The free store is another example of that. Um, but there is a mandate for all of us, right? Um, whatever our context is, um, whatever our lives look like, to proclaim the good news to the world around us. Definitional zeal. Um, moving up to Pentecostal spirituality. So this is the idea that um, we don't just do good things for the sake of doing them right. We do them because we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do them right. And that actually we have to rely on the Spirit in order to do what we do, right? Um, so um, some things here might look like um, realising that prayer actually works. <laughs> um, 
there was a big, uh, <laughs> big uh, hump for us to get over as a community for a while. But prayer works right, that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit um, to, um, to be the good news, to proclaim, to preach the good news uh, to the world around us. And then Anglican tradition down the bottom here. Um, so a few years ago we realised that, um, so for those of you who don't know, um, we started out as a non-denominational church, and then um, we tried to basically reinvent the whole model of institutional church. And when we realized we couldn't do it, we decided that we actually needed to come under um, an institution, um, a, a structure that was much bigger than us, much older than us, and it actually developed um, some sustainable ways of uh, maintaining um, church life. So. We covenanted with the Anglican Diocese in 2013, and I'm pretty sure we oh, we have made that more permanent. Made that more permanent a couple of years ago. Um, so, um, so this Anglican tradition, the weaving of um, this one particular expression of faith, um, is important to us as well. So these are the four things. Um, but underneath all of this, um, the putake, the foundation, um, is the context we're in here in Aotearoa. Um, this land that we're on, the city that we're that we're in, um, and the stories that come with it, right? Um, and so, all of these things—our Pentecostal spirituality, our missional zeal, our Anglican tradition, and our costly community—happen within the context of this Fenua and the stories within it. Good point. So that's why it's important. For us, well, that's one of the reasons why it's important, is because we actually need to know the context we're in in order to be good news to the people around us, right? However, I think um, something I have, uh, something I've come to realize, um, and I think this is um, equally as important, if not more important, um, another, I guess, reason for us to press into this bicultural journey um, comes from Luke 4.18. Um, where Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has appointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. We, um, we say this, um, this passage often in our liturgy, right? Both in our daily prayers and um, in our Eucharist liturgy um, we have here every Sunday night. And... This phrase, to set the oppressed free, um, really, it stands out to me every time, and it's something I've meditated on a lot, um, because something I realised when I started my own journey into the Māori and the Māori world is that the more I came to discover the Māori side of me, the more I um, kind of came into that part of who I was. Um, the more I realised that um, I had been living in oppression for um, pretty much my whole life up until that point, that, um, that because of um, uh, the structures and systems, the powers and principalities, as it were, that have, um, that have operated um, in this world, it has oppressed that part of me, that side of me. Um, it's that oppression that, uh, that made my my great-grandpa completely disowned that side of our whānau and, um, and lose that part of who we were for, for over three generations. Um, so 
Um, the other thing I realised with that, though, is that it's not just Māori that are oppressed by um, the colonial structures we have um, around us. It's Pākehā as well. Pākehā actually moves out on this as much as Māori do, that actually um, the result of colonialism is that everyone loses out. Everyone loses out. Um, so the story of colonialism has oppressed both Pākehā and Māori. So out of that, I've realised that Jesus' good news for us is actually a mutual liberation, right? It's liberation. Liberation both for Pākehā and for Māori. Um, a liberation for all of us as we seek reconciliation together, right? Jesus values diversity in his kingdom. He values diversity in his kingdom, and that's an important thing for us to hold on to, and I'll get to that in one sec. Um, we see this all throughout the Gospels, right, that um, given the, um, <laughs> the rowdy rabble he pulled together as his disciples, the different vocations and backgrounds and class, um, class uh, tiers or structures that they came from um, were incredibly different, incredibly polarising. Um, even the people who he paid particular attention to in his ministry were people who were often overlooked um, forgotten, um, oppressed in their own kind of way. Um, so Jesus values diversity. Um, and a real hope for me um, within all of this is that um, we would learn if we, I guess we're all on a journey, right? But that we would learn to see um, the beauty that the mighty world has to offer us, um, the beauty that the context um, the indigenous, of the indigenous people of this land have to offer us um, in this time, in this place, in this context. Um, so um, we'll get into some of that. Um, like I said earlier, I'm going to unpack some tikanga for us and that will hopefully um, start to open our minds a little bit more to some of the beauty of um, this culture that we've so often um, overlooked, forgotten. Um, but in saying all of this, in saying all of this, this liberation that Jesus offers us, it's liberation, um, even though there's obviously a focus on Dao Māori um, this month, what I would really hope we all get out of this is that we all feel more liberated in who we are already. We don't want more people to be Māori. Um, we don't need Pākehā to be Māori. Um, we, don't need, <laughs> we don't need Māori to be Pākehā. Um, one of the things that I've really come to appreciate about learning more about my Māori side is coming to um, realise all the things I appreciate about my Pākehā side. Um, so Pākehā world's great in some respects, right? It's not all doom and gloom and <laughs> colonising things left, right and centre. Um, um, so my hope is that for those of you who are Pākehā, that you would become more Pākehā through this process. Um, for those of us, like my tuahine Alicia, um, that you would become more Māori in this process. Um, that's for um, the tuahine to the side of her, Elaine, would become more Irish. Um, that Jay would become more um, South African. So um, that is my hope. That as we um, as we press into um, these aspects of the mighty world, these stories, 
um, these histories that we're a part of, um, that we've come from, that we would all become uh, more of who we are, more of who God has created us to be, right? That being said, um, this obviously doesn't mean that we then, <laughs> especially for those of us called Bakia, that we play the victims here, right? Because obviously with, like all of us, I'd say most, if not all of us, have been part of a system that has um, colonised and oppressed. And um, whether, we have, um, whether we have consciously participated in that or not, um, we've actually inherited that anyway. Um, intergenerational consequence is something that Pākehā really struggle wrap their heads around, but that the consequences of our tūpuna um, have effects on us now, and we have to live um, in, in that. We have to live in those consequences. So, so there's a lot of mahi to do. There's a lot of mahi to do in order to find this liberation that Christ offers us. Um, so that's the weddle for us this month, eh? Um, is to become more who we are, but realise that there's also a lot of mahi to do um, if we want to achieve true reconciliation, right? Cool. So that's the why. That's the why.